everybody to another episode of the Midwest Auto Sports Podcast. My name is Lauren Big Contact Kelly. And I'm Will Garrett. And we are now the Midwest Auto Sports Pro- Podcast fueled by Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit is a high quality grower, packer, and shipper of Washington State apples, pears, and cherries. We work hard on the farm and the packing houses and in sales to deliver an exceptional eating experience to our customers. For the past 17 years, Sage Fruit has been a proud sponsor of Sprint Cars and Sprint Car Racing. We value our relationship with Sprint Car fans and appreciate your continued support of Sage Fruit. Ask for Sage Fruit at your local grocer. Sage Fruit, an exceptional eating experience and for those of you who are listening to this, we are also live on Facebook right now. For the first time. Yeah, for the first time ever. And thank you to everybody who's tuning in on Facebook. It looks like we've got a, few, a good amount of people watching on Facebook as well. Uh, so, Will, do you want to kind of run down what we're going to do here in the show today? Absolutely. So we have the same news segment, mm-hmm. although it's spot, it's presented by QualityFreightRate.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about asphalt and dirt, move, dirt rumors. Yes. Or asphalt news, dirt news, rumors. and rumor rumors. mill. Yeah. Uh, and then we got our feature winners coming up from the world of racing and upcoming races. Mm-hmm. And that winner's circle now is going to be sponsored by Liquid Nitro Energy Drink. So we have all of our wonderful sponsors here in the studio as well with us. Um, and then unfortunately this week we won't have a guest on the show, um, but we will have. We're going to start off, kick off our guests next week uh, with Trevor Frank, who's just about to wrap up the Rookie of the Year. Uh, at the Plymouth Dirt Track Racing for the B-Mod Division. So he's going to be in studio next week. So that'll be kind of interesting how we fit all three of us in here <laughs> next week. But yeah, live, it's, a, it's a little bit second cramped. ever live podcast with a guest. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, but Gasroots Project has come back on for this season to sponsor that hot seat segment. So we're super, super excited about that. But we're going to kick things off with our new segment presented by QualityFreightRate.com. Um, these are all kind of sponsors that we actually, well, that I actually kind of got in touch with through Thunderhill Speedway uh, when I went up there and announced for you know three or four races up there this season. So huge shout out to Thunderhill Speedway for kind of uh, being the catalyst for all of these new relationships, which is which is really cruel, really cool. Excuse me. The auto racing family is like no other fan base on the planet. Loyal, hardworking, blue collar, and kind people all gathering for a common purpose day in and day out at local racetracks around the world. And that's what you'll find at qualityfreightrate.com. Shipping all over North America, Quality Freight Rate works with thousands of companies and has over 27 years of shipping experience. And we do it all for less. Use code TEAMMAS for 10% off your first shipping quote at qualityfreightrate.com. Once again, it's code TEAMMAS for 10% off at qualityfreightrate.com. Super excited about that. I think we we're, we feel super official now that we have a promo code 
that we can give out. Yeah, we're officially a podcast with that yeah. promo code. Yeah, no kidding. All right, let's get into let's dive right into the news right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, breaking news today: Auto Club Speedway out yeah. in Fontana, California, is. I think that's the biggest reduction of a track ever. They're turning from yeah. a two-mile super speedway into a half-mile high-banked asphalt track. Yeah. So I mean, it's a half mile. That's I mean, what's Bristol is a half mile, is it not? Bristol is a half mile. Martinsville is a half mile. So Dodge I mean, County Fairgrounds is a half is a, mile. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so. And this is interesting. You tacked on this here, too. It's the site of the world's fastest racing lap, 241 miles per hour in 2000. That was an Indy car, was it not? It was not? an Indy car, yes. Yeah. 241 miles per hour average for qualifying. <sighs> Which is just nuts. Didn't, I mean, 200. I mean, they would. what's Indianapolis nowadays? 230? 230, 231? 233? I would say they got 233. Marco okay. Andretti hit in one of the practice sessions. But okay. the qualifying was four laps at 231. Okay. So, I mean, 10 miles per hour faster. So that's kind of, I don't know if it's sad or, you know, I, I, we love the short tracks, so that's kind of cool, but it was also just kind of really fa- cool to watch cars really fast. And just from the press release and some mock-ups, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like it's going to be about like what the infield is, like down pit road and then, uh, or through the start through the start finish line and then turn left down pit road. And then once you're all the way down pit road, come back onto the front stretch. It's going to be that kind of shape. Whoa. So kind of like a Martinsville yeah, kind like of a thing, paper, paper clip. but it's gonna have high banks like Bristol. That'll be interesting. Yeah, it should be, should <laughs> be weird. <laughs> yeah, and then some other breaking news. This was just was this yesterday? Yesterday or two days ago? Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, the Renault F1 team is gonna be rebranded to Alpine uh, F1 for 2021. It's spelled like Alpine, but I believe it's pronounced Alpine. Is it not? Uh, and that's it. They were a separate car company, and it, they kind of made like special one-off sports cars and stuff like that. Uh, but now I believe Renault has bought or is buying Alpine. Uh, they might buy them. They might own them right now. Yeah. But just from the press releases that I read, it sounds like that they're just kind of using this to promote their Alpine car brand. Mm-hmm. It is a Renault com- company. Yeah. And it just sounds like they just want to. They think that market would uh, fit into that kind of segment yeah because it well i mean it's a it's kind of like their sporty stuff yeah I mean? and then and, they're gonna use yeah. Renault as their engine supplier obviously obviously and it would just make it uh they like that partnership a lot better whenever one of these f1 teams changes it's always cool because then you get a, a bunch of these content creators and like graphic designers and they all come in and they're all like oh this is my concept livery for this new F1 team, and they're all really cool, and they're all never even close to what the actual final product is. Uh, but I think it's going to be cool. They're the Alpine colors are like they're basically red, white, and blue. So that'll be kind of interesting to see what uh, what kind of livery they come up with for the Renault F1 car next year. Um, some other F1 news: It was Ferrari's Ferrari's 1,000th Grand Prix this last weekend. No, it's next week. Or it is this week. It's this weekend um, at Mugello. Um, however, they did race this last weekend at Monza, which is also in Italy, uh, which if you don't know, that's where Ferrari's from, um, and they double DNF'd. Sebastian Vettel lost brakes, and Charles Leclerc had a massive crash um, in one of the Lesmo corners, which was, I mean, that's, it was bad. I'm really happy to see him walk away, but still kind of kind of a little bit of a yikes moment. Yeah, the for... crash was big enough that I saw some in-car uh, 
audio and video from mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton. He, he kind of came around and he's like, is Charles okay? Yeah. <laughs> is he all right? Um, but yeah, he was fine. Um, obviously, he had to. there was some team radio after that, and he definitely had the wind knocked out of him a little bit. But um, it, it's just been the worst possible year for Ferrari. So far, I mean, I, they, I read somewhere it was the worst. It's been the worst year for Ferrari since 1982. Jeez, I mean that's wow. Um, I mean, I know they've had a rough year. I didn't know it was that bad because I knew they had some rough years as well, like in the early 2000s uh, when they just went into the V6 era, like when Red Bull was dominating. But I didn't know it was that bad. Jeez, you know, you just always think of Ferrari as this front-running team, and they're just not this year. Um, I mean, it, there's some stuff that went on behind the scenes, and you know, whatever. There's there's a really there's a couple really good F1 YouTube videos by I think it's Cranky Yankee, F1, that does Crazy those. Yankee, Crazy F1. Yankee, and uh, he he does a really good job at kind of breaking down what happened to Ferrari. So if you wanna if you want the full story there, you can go check him out. Um, but then I have on here I said that F1 race though, because it was fantastic. I don't know. I mean, there was a couple really good races last year, but just in terms of, like, there was a tweet by Racing Point F1, and they said, uh, Alexa, shuffle my F1 playlist. And it was just the most random top ten you could ever think of. Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton, the guy who's leading the Drivers' Championship by almost 100 points, finished eighth. And McLaren, which they've had a good car this year, but they finished second and fourth as a team. That's how insane this race was. I mean, this... In the winter. Yeah, in the winter. Well, we'll talk about him a little bit later on. Um, But this... The winner was like... This is just the most improbable... I think they said it was 166,000-something to one were the odds for that podium that happened. And somebody apparently in Sweden bet like 20 cents on it and won like 38,000 euros or something. Hmm. Which is like, this is, it was just insanity. And it was when that red flag came out near the end of the race for Charles, when he pulled off, I was like, oh no, because Hamilton went and he pitted when the pit lane was closed. So he got a 10 second stop go penalty, which is really, it's a 30 second time penalty because it's 20 seconds to go down pit road and then you get 10 seconds stuck in your pit box. So it was just, I, when that happened, I was like, we could see. Something crazy happened, and it, and it did. And we'll talk about the results from that a little bit later. But our last little bit of F1 news is kind of sad. William, The Williams family of Williams F1 is no longer affiliated with F1 after this weekend's race at uh, Monza. <laughs> Why could yeah. I think of that? <laughs> uh, yeah, Claire Williams stepping down um, as the deputy team principal, and Frank Williams, the original owner of the team who's kind of he's really kind of out of it now i mean he's extremely old um and he's i want to say he's really relegated to a wheelchair most of the time but he was still very much involved with the team and they both have stepped away completely uh from the williams f1 team and for those of you who don't know williams was just bought bought out by um, an american firm yeah so you know it's still gonna be i think it's still williams for next year like the name is still going to be there, and they'll still name the cars FW something, mm-hmm. which is how it's always. So it's going to look like Williams on the outside, but it's no longer the same on the on the inside and the workings of the company. Yeah, it's no longer like the family-owned deal. I mean, I know it, family-owned; it's a multi-billion-dollar F1 team, but still, I mean, it's it's a little bit 
it's a little bit sad just because Williams has been around for so long. I mean, you know, going back to the really early days of F1 with like KK Rosberg and guys like that. Nigel so, Mansell. Nigel Mansell, Nelson PK, you know, all these amazing drivers that have raced for them. Um, Senna, even, you know, the year that he died, he raced for Williams. So it's. It's kind of sad, but uh, we're going to move on from F1 now. Really positive news. I think this is our last bit of asphalt news. Kind of short bit of asphalt news today. Uh, but IndyCar has, is back on for mid-Ohio. Um, that was kind of a question mark because of COVID and everything going on in Ohio. But they're back on for this weekend with the Honda Indy 200 doubleheader. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. I mean, I expect Scott Dixon to do very well. <laughs> yeah, probably. He, he's been doing well. All of this year? Well, he loves Mid-Ohio, too. I mean, I'm pretty sure all the drivers pretty much like Mid-Ohio, but um, it's just a cool little... It's a very, like, tight, twisty road course, kind of like Lime Rock, you know. But uh, it's it'll, it should be cool. Good to be good to see IndyCar back on a, on a road course after a couple weeks on ovals. Um, and then we're going to go into some dirt stuff because there's just, just all these things to talk about. So, <laughs> just a, the, a the lot. The first thing that came up is... Uh, there's a lot of heat around the Hoosier tire, and I guess Hugh sets <laughs> the surface there. Uh, in the A main on Friday night, no, Saturday night it was. Yeah, Saturday night. They burned through so many tires. Like, almost, I think every single A main every driver. Single, every single car in the A main had, had a, a t- rear, right rear tire blow. At least one. At least one. I think they're, yeah, right, you're right. There are a couple that did it twice. Um, and just to put it in perspective, Sheldon Honshield blew a tire in with like 15 laps to go and won the race. So, eh, <laughs> I don't know. But then the surface was okay for Sunday night. Um, I'm assuming they reworked the absolute crap out of the thing. But also, apparently there was some, uh, uh, I don't know how to debate uh, over having the 360s run their feature before the 410s. Because apparently it just blew the entire track off because it took forever to get it in. Apparently it took like 40 minutes for the 360s to run their feature because they had so many wrecks. So, however, this sounds a little bit familiar um, (laughs) to the way that our nights worked out at Beaver Dam a couple weeks ago. They had 360s run before the 410s and guess what it was for the 410 feature? Just rubbered up one lane around the middle. Um, and that's kind of what it was at Hugh sits, um, at least on Saturday, but then Sunday it was fine. So, you know, I don't know if they switched up the order a little bit. I actually didn't watch the race last or uh, two nights ago. Um, but I'm assuming they did pretty much everything they could to not let that happen again. But you wrote in here that who's retired made bank <laughs> after that race. I'm sure they did. <laughs> uh, okay. In local news, Travis Aarons was suspended for one night. Uh, you guys may have seen that on our Facebook page at MAS Autosports. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eleven thousand of you actually saw it. Yeah, we, did you just look at that before the yeah. before the show? <laughs> yeah, because it was at ten thousand, I think, a couple nights ago, and it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, the whole thing with posting the letter and everything, you know, we don't have to explain it too much, but it was just kind of. I feel like it's what the MSA would have said anyways if they had posted you know, something about it. And it didn't really say anything other than you're suspended for unsportsmanlike conduct in like five different ways. So I don't know. I really, you know, and in that post too, it was very clear. We don't have an opinion about it. We're just, you know, reporting it. Um, but the sad part of it is, is that the championship is likely over. I mean, I just went and looked at the points for uh, Plymouth 
and the MSA, and it's almost in a 100-point gap. And unless Brandon McMullen has the worst night of his career, <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be a really big stretch for TA to come back and win this. Um, however, he did race uh, the 73TC uh, for Ozzy Motorsports. A little bit cheeky. Uh, a little 73. bit cheeky. The TC stands for traction control. For those of you who don't know. Um, <laughs> for those of you who have been living under a rock for the past couple months in the, in the Midwest dirt scene. Uh, but yeah, this is this whole saga, you know, I told I was talking to Travis after uh, Plymouth and I told him, I was like, you need somebody to come and make a documentary about this whole year. You know, just like it would have been so cool to have a camera just in all these different meetings, you know, with with Travis and the MSA board and in the MSA board meetings and with Travis and his team and everywhere just to kind of see what's really been going on. Because there's, you know, we feel like in this day and age, we know everything that's happening. But I guarantee you there's so many things that we don't know that have been going on. And, you know, we've we've been talking to Travis and the MSA board throughout this to get kind of both sides of the story. Um, as far as him getting suspended, it sounded like there's something that happened with one of his sponsors and, um, it, and with the MSA board personally, and it was kind of taken in the wrong way possibly or whatever, but it's just, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's just sad. It's sad for the series because we had two guys that were three points apart going into Plymouth and then all of a sudden now they're 100 points apart or whatever it is. So it, it's, it sucks. Um, you know, and that's not to take away anything from what Brandon has done all year. I mean, he's, he has six wins. That's that's nothing to sniff. I mean, that's what yeah, Kurt Brand, Davis. Brandon had. has just been on fire. Yeah. And I think this, this happened at the worst time, too, for Travis because Brandon won two nights in a row. So, you know, it's, it's what it is, um, but it's also just kind of unfortunate. Um, speaking of guys that are on fire, I mean, this that doesn't really even need to be said for this person. Uh, but Kyle Larson, after winning at Houston on Sunday, which was 20K to win. It was 20K to win. Um, Kyle Larson has lost only two races in 2020 that pay 20000 or more to win. And I think, I think it said that he's won seven of them. So he's seven for nine in quote-unquote big money races. He, yeah, it's crazy to see what he's been able to do when win, he win hasn't been able to run NASCAR yeah. this year. Win percentage still at fifty three percent because he he won and he was them. leading on Saturday night too before yeah, until a tire went tire down. Blew. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's crazy. And they said even if Larson had blew his tire earlier, he probably still would have won because that's what Hodenshield did. But Kyle said after the race, he said, "I was saving my tires." But he saved it for so long, and then it ended up being too bad anyways, and he blew it with, like, three laps to go. So he had no chance. Yeah, it's just too bad. It sucks. But, I mean, also good for Sheldon Hodenshield. I mean, he's – I feel like Sheldon's been kind of underrated this year. He had, like, the top three that are really close in points, but Sheldon's won an awful lot of races. So, very cool. Um, also, this kind of other – this is a world about Outlaws race, is it not? The Governor's Reign? I think Eldora. it's an all-star race. Is it all-star? It's like all-star sanction, maybe okay. not all-star points, though. Um, Eldora launched a fan vote for a final invite to the governor's reign, which is like the the replacement for the King's Royal this year. Um, and I, I wrote in here, I think it's dumb because I, I think it is. Because for a long time, right when that fan vote came out, it's a popularity contest because Lance DeWeese was leading it for a long time. And I was like... 
I haven't seen anything from Lance Deweese this year. Well, he picks like, up wins. I know in he picks up wins in Pennsylvania, but you know, there's guys. There were guys like Brady Bacon, Tyler Courtney, Ayrton Jenaton, who go out to all these different tracks and like run with the big dogs and run really well with the big dogs. And then the times that I've seen, you know, the posse or the all stars go to PA, and this is really going to piss off all the posse fans out there. Um, he just hasn't run that well. I think he got one podium with the all stars earlier this year. He's been nowhere with the outlaws. He's been nowhere with the all stars. You know, and now I believe I just went on before the podcast and I saw that Brady Bacon's now leading it. But Lance DeWeese, I think, is still like second. And Aaron Jenton, the poor guy, I mean, he's at like 15% of the votes and he's in like fifth. Mm. And I'm like, and he's going to come on the podcast later this season too. So that'll be kind of cool. Plug. Shameless plug, yeah. But uh, I think Ayrton deserves a lot more votes than that because he's ran really well, really, really well this year. I mean, he ran the f- feature in the 360 Nationals. Really close to, I think he, did he run the Capitani? He was really close to locking in for it, I know. Um, but yeah, so, we'll see. Um, and then, speaking of guys who have had some bad luck. Um, you Scott, are, yeah. yeah. Scotty Thiel this weekend, or stretching back to last weekend as well. Mm-hmm. He has three starts with the IRA and has wrecked three times. And uh, this was kind of... <laughs> I just got a message from somebody. <laughs> um, this, yeah, yeah thank going, you for Jared Burba. Yeah, for thanks the Jared Burba, Burba for chiming in there. Um, he said the posse is going to burn down our studio, and that's probably accurate. Um, but Scotty Thiel, going back three weeks, I mean, that's that's tough. And we actually met one of his crew guys, actually, when we were out for dinner the other night. And uh, he's, you know, they're just about to be done for the season with that 64 car. I mean, they, they came into the season – planning not really planning on running that 64 car that much and now it's pretty much all they've been running because you know other opportunities have fallen through or what whatever what have you and they've wrecked five like three or four or five cars this year and they went into the year with not that much much inventory in the first place so they just don't have the parts you know and at some point the pocketbook runs dry you know so you can't there's other things that take priority over racing, and you know Scotty just put out a really long, long tweet about it and whatever. And you know he says he still wants to win a race this year, and he's come really close. And I, I really do believe that if he just kind of backed off in that Dodge County race, I feel like in lap traffic he would have got by Bill because he was the only one close to him. Um, but you know, you gotta go for it. Uh, and then this <laughs> underneath it, speaking of uh, three things wrecking. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the Aussie, the Aussie motor, Motorsports cars at Plymouth, they obviously had Jake Blackhurst and Travis Aarons, and I don't know what's Joe, Joey Mohan, yeah. Joey Mohan. Yep. They were all three in the Aussie Motorsports cars, and all three of them wrecked in the A-Main. I don't really know what happened to Blackhurst. I think he – I'm not really sure what happened to him, but he finished like 18th or something like that, or if he did finish. No, he DNF'd. All three of them DNF'd because Aarons flipped, um, and then – the um, Mohan spun out, and that's actually what flipped Thiel uh, coming out of turn four. Um, and it, it just sucks because, you know, when you come into a night with three cars, you expect one of them to finish. Um, and they were all running fairly decently, too. I think Aaron's was running ninth at the time. You know, also pretty impressive first outing for Travis Aaron's in a 410. You know, that's a lot. That was his first ever 
laps in a 410 ever. So, I mean, I thought that was pretty impressive. I mean, he qualified in the top 10 um, and then dang near won his heat race and then, uh, you know, fall, fell back a little bit in the feature but was still running like ninth or something like that and, you know, did really well. So, it just it's too bad for Aussie Motorsports. They're good people. Um, I like Ozzy and Fran. Uh, they're pretty cool. But uh, we'll see what happens this next week. Uh, we've got some rumor mill stuff going on down there that maybe maybe it's not the last time we see that 73TC car out there this year. Um, but then moving on here, uh, Chris Klemp, Klemko has clinched the Wilmot Wingless Sprints Track Championship, and I believe that was it was the Wilmot Track Championship night for all their divisions uh, this last week. Um, so Chris Klemko, congratulations to him. Obviously, that's not the full wingless Wisconsin Wingless Sprints Championship. It's just Wilmot Track Championship, correct? I think yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. I think it was just the Wilmot Track Championship. So hats off to Chris uh, Klemko Racing. Good, really good group of, group of people with Chris and Natalie. They let Bill Balog drive one of their cars every once in a while. So cool to see them on top. And then you want to take this one since you're yeah Kaylee Bryson of Keith Coons Motorsports. Uh, she became the fifth woman ever to quick time with the USAC National Midgets and the first one since Holly Shelton in 2018. Yeah, that's really cool. She's been doing really well this year. Um, and I found out, I thought she was like 14 or something ridiculous because she's like this tall and like whatever. And she's 19. Hmm. So she's a little older than I thought, but she's she's been doing really, really well. Um Keith Coons Motorsports, obviously, that's a great car to be in. Um, but you still probably gotta, the best midgets to be probably in, in the, the country. Best. Yeah, um, and got a good group of drivers, and Kaylee's right up there, so that's very very cool. Uh, we're gonna go on to our rumor mill now. What if we should get a sponsor for our rumor mill. If you want to sponsor the rumor mill, hit yeah, us up. Yeah, leave a comment below. Yeah. Um, or on the side, I don't know where it is on your platform. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever, whichever, wherever you're watching, uh, thank you for watching. Um, but yeah, you want to take this first one? So, from a source, it sounds like Travis Aarons might be done racing 360s, just in general. It might just focus on 410 stuff. Um, we'll, and honestly, could you blame the guy? I wouldn't blame him at all. It's it, I don't know if that will be in his own 25T car or if it'll be in that 73TC. We don't know. It's yeah. just kind of what came to us with our uh, with our source. I'd like oh, to I see know. him in a 410. Also, we forgot to mention this. This was actually news. This is not a rumor. This is news that Travis Arians' 410 car was stripped down after, oh, that's right. after the Plymouth race. So I completely forgot about that. That's, that's big news because, um, you know, when he did it, I genuinely thought it was with his foot. Like, genuinely. Like, when I was watching it happen, I thought it was just him going... Rum, 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 oh, in qualifying? Rum, rum. Yeah. And yeah, that, for those of you who, yeah. who weren't at the race, in qualifying, uh, Travis Aarons went out there, and it sounded like he was uh, kind of on and off the throttle, making a, a sound mm -hmm. that would maybe emulate what he was blamed for in the 360s with traction control. Yeah. And I know a lot of people thought he was just kind of out there messing around with everyone. Yeah. But... It, I guess it continued to do that in the heat race and in the A main, so they uh, maybe stripped him down. I, I yeah. wasn't around. This is just what Lauren said. No, this is this. Said. I went up to Travis's crew and asked them like exactly what happened, and they told me that they tested his MSD. That came back legal at the track. They had a they had a device there to check it at the track, and then they confiscated his tack. So his tachometer, which for those of you who don't know is RPM counter basically. So that's they confiscated that. So you know I don't know I haven't heard anything beyond that, but um, 
that's, I mean, I guess the one thing you can say for the IRA is they don't mess around. You know, the first time they heard that noise, they were out there and they did something about it. Whereas, you know, with the MSA, it took them, you know, a few weeks to decide to test it. Well, it started at the July 4th race. Yeah, at Gravity, which was, I mean, well, I think there was, some people heard it before that, but I mean, it was still, that was when it kicked off. Um, And then it, you know, when did they finally send something out to get tested? Like two weeks ago? Yeah, like two, three weeks ago. So that's more than a month later. So, you know. Hats off to the IRA on that one, I guess. Um, but then this one's from you. I didn't know this. Yeah, this one I just kind of stumbled across on Twitter as we were getting ready for the show. Like the Trump campaign, the Make America Great or Make or Keep America Great, might sponsor a NASCAR race car. They, I guess they have like fifty million dollars. Don't they budget. already have Corey LaJoy? That is not paid for by the Trump campaign. That is it is, paid for by Corey LaJoy? I don't think it's paid for by Corey LaJoy. I don't think Corey LaJoy has enough money to pay for that. No, that. <laughs> no, I listen to Corey LaJoy's podcast Sunday Money. Yeah, and that is not paid for by him. It's paid for for another organiz- from another organization. Okay, not involved with the Trump campaign. But the actual like Donald Trump. Yeah, this is like the campaign that's trying to get Trump reelected. Might pay for advertising on a NASCAR race car. You know, I've this might piss off some people but i have always been a firm believer that politics and racing should say stay separate in all forms but i guess it is you could say something for the fact that you know racing has become big enough where you know the president of the united states is looking that it might be worth it to sponsor a nascar car that's probably the best way i could look at it which is really cool um but I just, I don't know. I don't I don't like it when I see just, you know, no matter what party or whatever it is, it just, I don't know, it just rubs me the wrong way. I know a lot of people are going to love that, um, you know, and if that's your thing. Who knows if that even cool. happens. Yeah, I guess that was just, that's this just is a why, rumor. This is why it's in the rumor mill. This, that love that we have this now. This is great. <laughs> All right, and the final segment in the rumor mill is a NASCAR Cup Series race might actually come to Road America next Please. year. I saw there has been a, a bunch of people messaging me this week because apparently there was some like, like uh, wiki article, not like Wikipedia, but like you know like a NASCAR wiki article. Yeah, that's, and it kind of listed Road America to replace the Richmond race next yeah, year. Um, which one of them? Honestly, looking at it, it looks feasible. I mean, the like the the schedule changes, like that would make sense. But and we've also heard that you know there might be something going on at Road America, like this week sometime we don't know but some real important people apparently and it's so who knows we can't i don't know if we can say anything beyond that can we say anything i don't know anything beyond that i don't mean that yeah that's (laughs) i mean yeah that's what i meant i don't know anything we don't know anything beyond that um but yeah just stay stay tuned for that uh we might have some breaking news in the next couple weeks we'll see um but yeah i think that's just about gonna do it do you have anything else for news no, no news. I guess we can move on to our feature winners. Or our feature winner, winners brought to you by Liquid Nitro Energy. Yeah. Um, and just check where we're at for time there. Um, oh, yeah. We're good. We are good to go. 
Uh, where's the where's the ad? There it is. Fuel up with the best. Liquid Nitro Energy Drink has all the power and fuel to get you through race day with zero crash or aftertaste. Vitamins B6 and B12 combined with powerful herbs. Powerful herbs. Oh my gosh, I cannot talk. And a great taste that will keep your engine running no matter what the day or track throws at you. Liquid Nitro is available in original, tropical storm, low carb, energy shooters, and now CBD infused water for a full line of powerful drinks to keep you fueled up for the long haul. Ask for Liquid Nitro in your local convenience stores and vending machines or visit liquidnitroenergydrink.com to place an order. And we'll also have, we will have a promo code for that as well. Also, besides all that, Liquid Nitro and Kick-Ass Beef Jerky, they're going to give us a ton of stuff to give away later on in this podcast season so stay tuned for that that's going to be that's going to be really cool you guys will have the chance to to win some goodies and like t-shirts and stuff too not just product so that'll be cool uh you want to kick it off with the first couple asphalt things here sure so the as we mentioned earlier the podium at the f1 race in monza uh, Pierre Gasly he won his first race that was really cool that's I still don't believe it when I look at it I know it Wait. just kind of seems all photoshopped. <laughs> like Pierre Gasly won a race. Like for those of you who don't watch F one, where was the, there was a you just had like a pie chart up where since the V six era came into F one, which was in 2014. 2014, only twice has a team won besides Mercedes. Ferrari and oh once only once this is so it. Mercedes yeah you're you're right you're right because the first the Toro Rosso win was before that so it was Mercedes Red Bull and Ferrari have won every single race since 2014 six years except for this last week when Pierre Gasly legend with Alpha Tauri won and none of those teams as we previously stated. We're in the podium whatsoever. Yeah, we have a AlphaTauri, we have a McLaren, and yeah. a Racing Point car on the podium. Yeah, and you know, for everybody that was saying Racing Point was just going to steal every win that Mercedes didn't get this year, that hasn't really happened. That hasn't happened at all. And you know, for AlphaTauri to win, I mean, they were pegged to be one of the worst cars at the beginning of this season along with Haas and Williams and Alfa Romeo and stuff like that and they've been performing I think way above where we all thought they would good for Honda as well another win for Honda and F1 that's awesome um and then McLaren second and fourth that's got to be their best race in a long time yeah second and fourth I think that's their best finish of the year yeah Lando Norris had that third place in the beginning of the season yep um, and then good for Racing Point again with the third. Lance Stroll's actually been doing really well this season. For all the crap people talk about Lance Stroll, he's been... He's been performing on par with Sergio Perez. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. Uh, uh, IndyCar yeah. head off. I guess let's go down to the Cup Series. Mm-hmm. At, uh, oh, I guess we didn't update this here. No, I did. Oh, okay. It just says at Daytona. Kevin Harvick oh, won the Cup yeah. Series. Brandon Jones won the Xfinity Series. And Ben Rhodes won the Truck Series. At Darlington for their throwback weekend. It was a Southern 500 for the Cup Series. Um, I did watch a little bit of the Cup race. Um, for me, it was kind of, eh. I don't know. The last, like, five laps were pretty cool when, you know, the leaders wrecked each other. And then Harvick kind of came in and stole the show. But, I don't know. It, I don't know. NASCAR, with all the sprint car racing this year and just how just unbelievably good it's been, 
I feel like everything's else kind of everything else is kind of taking a back seat, especially this weekend when I had this amazing F1 race to watch in the morning, and then NASCAR kind of followed it up with a little bit of a snoozer. So I think that probably took a little bit away from it. But um, yeah, so I think that's all of our asphalt stuff, correct? In terms of dirt cars, I guess we'll yeah. start with the World of Outlaws. The Sprint Car Series, they had a doubleheader at Houston Speedway. Uh, Sheldon Hodenshield won the opener with Carson Macedo and Darren Pittman rounding up the podium. And then on Sunday night, the $20,000 to win show, Kyle Larson took the win. James McFadden charged up to take second, and David Gravel rounded up the podium. Yeah, ninth to second for McFadden. I think there was a lot of people saying he kind of had the drive of the race there. Um, especially, seemed like late in the going, too. You know, if it seemed like if, uh, you know, maybe he'd started, you know, gotten up the field a little bit quicker, he might have had something for for Larson because he was closing him down in the last couple laps there. But still really, really good race. Um, both the nights, I mean, you know, with all the tires exploding and everything, it kind of got old on the first night. But also it was just it was something different because you don't see that in sprint car racing that often um, where it tracks literally just rubber. You know, it's I don't know. thought it was cool. Um, and then the late model series was down way south. Um, these were both in South Carolina at Lavania Speedway. Brandon Overton won with Dennis Herb Jr. in second, Chase Young hands third. And at Lancaster, Brandon Overton completed a weekend sweep with Ricky Weiss second and Ross Bales. Bales? Biles? Bales. In third. Just going to say that. I don't know. You could just say it in the southern accent and it'd be fine. Um, then we'll go to the other uh, professional touring sprint car series. So they had a doubleheader at Attica. Uh, Tim Schaefer took the win. Shane Stewart second. Cale Thomas third. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they had a completely different podium the next night with Rico yeah. Aru taking the win. Aaron Reinsel second and Cap Henry third. Yeah, there was a lot of talk that, you know, Cap Henry was actually going to sweep the weekend because apparently he's been just just about unstoppable at Attica this year. But, you know, only the one podium for Cap. And then nice to see Rico up on the, up on the podium. Always good to see Rico up there. Um, and then we'll jump back up to some other sprint car stuff. Uh, we'll do the MSA. Will, you want to run it down since it's kind of your your wheelhouse? And it was kind of your sandbox this weekend, let's be honest. Besides uh, Brandon McMullen. Yeah, but <laughs> for Brandon. Uh, so Dodge County Fairgrounds, the Harry Knights Memorial. Brandon McMullen was so fast. Like, I was running, like, I had to start, like, 16th or something. I don't know. Somewhere back, 14th. Somewhere right there. And I was up to 10th. And McMullen lapped me. I'm like, what? I'm, I feel like I'm doing good here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, man, I thought it was I thought it was running real. So good. I just tried to follow Brandon, <laughs> and I pick, picked up maybe another one or two spots. Then mm -hmm. Travis Aarons took second, and Tony Wander in that four power car, he uh, he took third. Tony actually led most of that race too until Brandon got by him and then just set sail. So good for Tony. I haven't seen him up on a podium in, a, in quite a long time. That's kind of cool. And at, at Plymouth, Brandon McMullen won again. Justin Miller second, and yours truly took third. I led, I'd like to say that I led a lot of the race. <laughs> I led had, like 80% of the race. And then I tried to get around my teammate Tyler for the win, and uh, there wasn't any grip, and Brandon and Justin got underneath me. Well, we just saw the story. Of, Tyler was running fourth. He was running fourth, and then he actually... Under, had, under our yeah. red flag, he let the car idle. And it was shooting flames, not to his knowledge, out of the exhaust. And he burned down a left rear tire, which sent him to the back on a restart. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Ty's fast. He kept up with the cars and tried to get underneath them. One lane. It was one, one lane, lane around the bottom. the bottom. No gro no groove whatsoever up top. And 
Will, um, he tried, I mean, you tried the some, top once. And, and then, sometimes being the leader is a disadvantage mm-hmm. because you don't know what's up there. He had to try something to get around a car, and I just got beat. Yep. So, I mean, it was, I mean, you still finished third. That's your best finish of the season, right? It is my best finish of the season. Oh. Had a boy, and it seems like both of your cars are kind of back up at the front now. Where they yeah, we both won be. our heat race on yeah. Saturday. That's another thing. Um, is both we had three different Team Midwest Autosports drivers win a race on Saturday night at Plymouth. Will and Tyler won their heat races, and then uh, Sean won the IRA B main. So that speaking was speaking really of cool. the IRA, they were they raced the same nights as us at the yep. same tracks at Dodge County. Bill Baylog took the win. Scotty Neitzel second, and Jake Blackers third. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotty Field was up there between Baylog and Neitzel for a long time, and ended up getting upside down in turns three and four. And it's never pretty when you wreck at Dodge County. No, it's not. Um, also, big shout out to Scotty Neitzel. I mean, almost he was one position away from a night sweep um, at his at at Harry his, Neitzel's yeah. memorial. So, very, very cool. Um, and then that move that he put on Bill Baylog for the heat race win. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Oh, my God. That was just... I don't think I've ever seen a, a grandstand go that nuts in a heat race. Maybe besides when Brandon McMullen won that all-star heat race at Plymouth. Maybe, maybe that was the only other time. But that whole grandstand just lit up. When he pulled that move off, that was awesome. Um, yeah, and then we can go. We'll go on to Plymouth here. Yeah, so Bill Bailout took the win again. Uh, it was one lane track. Yeah, but that's all right. It's like that sometimes. Uh, I don't know. With the IRA, did you watch the highlights? I guess Bailout was kind of running the top. Oh yeah, but then I mean the bottom did come in near the end, and uh, Schneiderman got by him on the bottom. But then that's actually what ended up screwing Schneiderman up over because he stayed on the bottom. So. Scott Beetzer, Beetzer took the second place, and Josh Schneiderman rounded out the podium. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crazy now, to see your Beetzer up there on the podium. Yeah, that's, that, awesome. that's cool. Another IRA sanctioning, the, light, the lightning spritz they ran at Wilmot, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And CJ Malug, is that Ion? Ion, Ion Steer? Ion Steer. And Nick Petska, they were on the podium. The best name there. ever. <laughs> and in USAC News... The silver crown cars and the sprint cars were off, but in midgets, Cannon McIntosh won on the fourth, and Buddy Colfoy got his first USAC win on the fifth. Yeah, both at Sweet Springs. We missed the Wisconsin Wingless Sprints up here. Um, they had their finale at Wilmot this year. They'll be back at Plymouth on the 26th uh, for their season finale. Davey Ray took the win. Um, Alan Hafford finished second. And then track champion Chris Klumko rounded out to the top three. And then the Badger Midgets were back. That's a good way to round off our uh, our winner's circle here. Um, Badger Midgets were back this week. And our boy, our boy, Chase Chase McDermott took home the win. Zach Bowden finished second. Nick Barron finished third. And Chase got a little bit of a cushion in the points lead there. Um, just a little bit. I think he was only one point ahead of Nick Barron after the last race at Sycamore. Uh, but now he's ahead by, I would assume, a few more than that after Nick finished third. Um, but he texted me a picture and he said, this one's for you, Lauren. So <laughs> I appreciate that, Chase. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for the weekly results. And then we've got our whole weekly schedule here. F1, they're back in Italy again. Um, but now I think this is called the Tuscan GP, I want to say. 
That um, sounds familiar. Yeah, this is they're gonna be at uh, Mugello. Did we put any of these things in? Probably not. Um, IndyCar, obviously, they're gonna have their uh, uh, Mid Ohio doubleheader there. Um, NASCAR, where's NASCAR this week? They're at Richmond. They are at Richmond this yep, week. Yep, they're at Richmond this week, uh, along with Xfinity and Trucks and Arca. Nice. Um, and then the IRA this week, um, they're going to be a double header. They've got one race at Autogamy Speedway. Um, and then on Saturday, well, that's on Friday. And then on Saturday, it's the annual Jerry Richard uh, Memorial over at Cedar Lake Speedway. That always draws a lot of, you know, kind of ringers uh, to come in um, and kind of try to take them away. I know the McCarls always try and come up there and race. Um, Lynn Jeffries showed up there a few times. So especially with Knoxville off this year, like done for the whole season, that'll be really interesting to see um, who all shows up there. The World of Outlaw Sprint Cars this week, um, they're going to be at Dodge City Raceway Park both uh, September 11th and September 12th. Um, and then the World of Outlaw Late Models, they're off until the 25th, so they're off for a couple of weeks here yet. MSA, just Plymouth, correct? Yep, just Plymouth. Yep, so, and this is second, third to last. No, because is the MSA off on the 19th? Yes, we're off on the 19th, and then we have a doubleheader for Dodge County and Plymouth on the 25th and 26th. As for the All-Star Circuit of Champions, they are racing uh, three nights at Port Royal for the Tuscarora 50. They have a $6,000 win show, win show, $6,000 win show, and then a 53000 championship night. Wow. Um, and then Dirt Kings, they're back this week. They have the Jim Wildman Watson Classic down at Wilmot. Uh, I believe that's also Wilmot's last race of the year. I believe down there so that's going to be cool it's on saturday um dirt king's late model so that means we'll have dirt king's late model power rankings next week finally <laughs> and uh we'll get kick-ass beef jerky on there there are they are our dirt king's uh uh power ranking sponsor this season so that'll be very cool usac um just a sprint cars racing this week um both in indiana uh, on the 11th they'll be at bloomington speedway and on the 12th they'll be at lincoln park speedway um, and I think that just... The Power Eye National Midgets are racing in Illinois as oh, well. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Jacksonville on the 11th and Spoon River on the 12th. Yep, and then we've got all our other tracks running. Obviously, Beaver Dam Raceway, Shawano. 141 is off this week. Gravity Park is off this week. The Berg races on Sunday. Slinger on Sunday. Dells Raceway Park on Saturday. And Jefferson Speedway on Saturday. Um, I know a lot of these tracks are going to be wrapping up their seasons uh, eventually. Um, like we said, Wilmot had their track championship. So we're going to go through. We'll have an episode later on in the future where we talk about all of like the season champions at each track and stuff like that. Um, and then in each series, obviously, when they wrap up. But I think that's going to do it for our news and winner circle and our live segment here. Yeah, thanks for those who turned in. It looks like there's still 15 of you hanging around. We're up to 30 at one point. Cool. Uh, let's hope to kind of bump up those numbers every week. Yeah, share it with your friends if you guys enjoyed this. Um, you know, leave us a comment. Um, and then especially once this comes out um, on Thursday, be sure to go subscribe because – or not subscribe but rate us um, on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. It really helps uh, the podcast get promoted a little more. Yeah, even um, though Trevor Frank kind of made us an explicit podcast <laughs> – the, oh, we're gonna bring that up. The the, <laughs> the ratings and the just overall feedback always helps us out. 
and mm-hmm. I think that'll do it. We'll start covering. Uh, we'll, we would plug an interview here on the audio podcast and the power rankings. All right, we're going to kick off our power ranking segment here. Uh, we have individual sponsors for each of our power rankings, like I guess each of the individual power rankings. Um, and our Dirt Kings one, obviously there was no Dirt Kings races last week, but we're still going to give them an ad read because we just love them. We just love them that much. Kick-Ass Beef Jerky has been using family recipes that have been perfected over generations. Kick-Ass Beef Jerky is just that good. The highest quality beef is combined with herbs and spices to create a flavor experience like no other. Available in subscription boxes and bulk orders, Kick-Ass Beef Jerky and Snacks have the package to satisfy every race fan's craving. And now Kick-Ass has their very own Bloody Mary Mix, perfect for race day mornings and handcrafted soaps for a refreshing clean after a long day at the track. Visit kickassbeefjerky.com to sign up for the Kickass Fan Club and tell them that you heard about it here on the show to receive 10% off your first order. Um, however, I think we're going to get kicked off uh, with some MSA uh, Sprint Car Power Rankings and we're very happy to welcome back to the show Recognition Race Products as our sponsor for our Midwest Sprint Car Association Power Rankings. I still have not changed that. Uh, in our document, so I'm going to do that right now. There it is. On warm summer nights, as the sun goes down and the sound of revving engines fills the air, the passion for racing carries an energy all on its own. We offer everything drivers need to take that passion to the winner's circle with the most complete selection of parts, gear, and tools available. Recognition Race Products is your local source, featuring products from over 630 of the world's leading manufacturers. We promise to keep you on the cutting edge of the racing industry. Recognition Race Products, we make it easy. Visit us online at go to rrp.com or visit our store at 118 Highland Avenue on Plym- at Plymouth Wisconsin and Will, no, you're incorrect. <laughs> he just typed in where I have him in the rankings and he said no and then he went down to 10th and he said here I go. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Alright, we'll start at the top. Alright, Brandon McMullen and Travis Aarons are still at the top. Um, they're still at the top, however, I didn't mark Brandon Green. Uh, I switched them around um, and I kind of feel bad for doing that, but also Brandon beat Travis on Friday in the race that they both raced together. Um, obviously, Travis didn't really have a choice about what to do on Saturday, but you know we'll see whether or not he races with the MSA the rest of the season. I think it would be a damn shame uh, if he didn't because it's been so entertaining watching Brandon, watching Brandon and Travis race together this year. Um, and then beyond them... Lance Fosbender is in the third spot. Yep, and uh, this is kind of ironic because earlier in the season... Um, like way earlier in the season, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, no, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven weeks ago, I did not have Lance Fossbender in the power rankings, and uh, he mess or he commented on it. And he says, "Yeah, I'm still just an old fart." And uh, ironically, now he's third. Um, so. You know, the results speak for themselves, Lance, so good job for you, bud. Uh, he had a double, I believe, top 10 this week. Uh, I think on Friday he went like plus nine positions or something like that uh, to make it into the top 10. Um, and then I think he got a fourth place on Saturday at Plymouth. So good job good job for Lance this week. Justin Miller is in the fourth position. Yep, tied with uh, somebody else who we'll talk about in a couple seconds here. Uh, for the biggest mover this week, Justin uh, got caught up in a 
in a little bit of a mishap at Dodge County, he himself even said he hates that track. Um, and but then backed it up with a second place finish at Plymouth um, on Saturday, so he moves up two spots. Uh, ben Schmidt is in the fifth spot. Yep, he moves down two after being a no show on Friday. Granted, we we know uh, he was closing on a house on Friday, uh, so that's why he wasn't at Dodge. So I didn't really fault him for that. But then just wasn't really on the pace at Plymouth like throughout the night it didn't it wasn't even in the feature because I get the feature was one lane and if you go if you tried to go to the top you were screwed um you know but just throughout the night something just didn't seem right with that number 35 car so he moves down two spots uh yours truly Will Garretts is in the sixth spot yep up two spots after driving I think 16th to 10th for a top 10 at Dodge County and then you wheeled that baby all the way from first to third in the A main on Saturday. <laughs> so uh, you move up two spots. But no, really good weekend for you. You want to heat your race and uh, near, damn near won a feature. Uh, probably would have won a feature if it wasn't one lane. So, you know, well, who knows? We don't know. But still really good job. Podium finish. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Kurt Davis and Tyler Tischendorf are in the seventh and eighth spot. Yep, and they Kurt, both move down. Yeah. Or Tyler moves down one and Kurt moves down two. Yep, Kurt just had a really bad weekend. I don't know what it was. Um, and it wasn't even a thing where he got caught up in wrecks or whatever. I mean, he just – something went wrong on Friday. He pulled into the infield at Dodge, and then on Saturday just wasn't on the pace. So kind of a thing with Ben Schmidt where, at, you know, at a place that he's usually really good, just wasn't nowhere. Uh, Tyler ran okay at Dodge County, but apparently they had – they were basically running on seven cylinders the whole night. But he still finished 13th. So that's still pretty good at, at a track that, you know, you kind of need all eight cylinders. Uh, but then they realized it was a little bit more serious than they thought when they got to Plymouth on Saturday. So they had the car unloaded and everything, and then they pushed it out for hot laps, and nothing happened. And, and they brought it back in, and it was kind of a no-go. So mm. that's a really big bummer. So he just moves down one spot. I mean, he's been on fire recently, so I'm sure they'll have that 2016 back up and running and back up at the front here pretty soon. Jack Vandeboom. He comes from previously unranked to being ninth. He is in the power rankings for the first time since week one. Atta boy, Jack. Fast Jack, I tell you. A couple top fives in a row yep. for Jack Vanderboom. Actually, three top fives in a row. Is it not? Going back to Beaver Dam? Ooh, I don't know if he was in the top five at Beaver Dam, was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. So that's three top fives in a row for old, old Fast Jack. So he's he deserved a spot this week. So he's in ninth. Um, he's been you know running really 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 good. And we're hearing we're hearing some exciting things about uh, Jack for next year. So that's awesome. Um, you know he de- he deserves all the stuff that's coming to him uh, this year. All the good things uh, that are coming to him this year <laughs> and next year. Not the bad. I don't know why it sounded like I'm a, that guy deserves he every deserves what he had coming. Yeah. That Jack <laughs> Van Boom. No, no uh, I think he's he's been doing a great job this year. So. Uh, Justin Erickson rounds out the top 10. Yeah, um, Justin I was kind of conflicted by because on Friday he had a DNF, but, I mean, he just kind of – it seemed like he just barely kind of got into that lap one wreck. Yeah, he started one spot ahead of me. Yeah. And he got into it, and I was – I barely missed it. Yeah, I saw you barely miss it. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) Justin Erickson, I felt bad for him then, and then – uh, pulled off a top 10 on uh, Saturday night. So I didn't really know what to do with him, so I just left him in the same spot um, because, you know, it wasn't really his fault on uh, on Friday and then did well on Saturday. So 
we'll, we'll stick them in the 10th spot. Uh, and then we're going to move on to our professional plating. Welcome back, professional plating, by the way, uh, to sponsor our IRA Sprint Car Power Rankings. Um, you know, they sponsor a lot of people uh, in sprint, as far as sprint car racing goes um, in the Midwest. Um, you know, Scotty Thiel, uh, Travis Sarens, Brandon McMullen, a uh, bunch of different guys in the pits. So good to see them back. Doug Wonder, I think they also sponsor. So uh, we'll get these power rankings kicked off here. So Bill Baylog continues at the top spot. Yeah, it's I mean, kind of hard do, to move him. Yeah, do we need to say anything about Bill? He won both races this weekend. Yeah. Scotty Neitzel, he's in the second position. He moves up from third. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really impressed with Scotty on Friday, and then he backed it up with a top 10 on Saturday after having to start pretty far back in the field. So uh, good job to Scotty this whole weekend. In the third spot is Jordan Goldsberry. He Jordan, is the biggest mover, and it's only plus two. Double top five for Goldsberry this week at two completely different tracks. I think that's pretty impressive uh, for Jordan. He's been on a tear recently that's a first uh i think and first fifth and fourth for three three races in a row for jordan so really good job blake Nimi is goes down two spots yeah i mean i was kind of felt bad about this too because i mean he didn't he couldn't make it to dodge on friday and i talked to his crew about it Um, they just had too many conflicts um and then on saturday they got kind of kind of got screwed in qualifying um you know, Blake made a mistake or something. Something happened in his qualifying lap, so he qualified like 21st, and then along on top of that, he missed the scales after qualifying. Oh no! So he had to start in the back no matter what. So he would have started, I think, third or fourth row in his heat, but he ended up starting dead last in his heat on that one lane track in the heat race, and he had just had nowhere to go. And then in the B main, it was kind of the same deal, but he still drove up to second, finished uh, just a couple seconds actually behind Sean. Um, and, you know, in the feature, it's one lane, you couldn't do anything. Um, so he actually finished, I think, 21st or something like that in the feature, which for Blake is just so out of character. But, you know, it's kind of on him and it's kind of on the, you know, the track just being one lane. But,. You know, when you finish that low and you miss a race before that, I don't really have a choice but to move you down. So he goes down to fourth. Another mover is Jake Blackhurst. He moves up one spot into the fifth position. Yep, and Jake, I mean, he kind of had a <laughs> mixed results weekend. He finished fifth on Friday at Dodge. Um, and then, obviously, I, I honestly can't remember what happened to him at Plymouth. I just know he DNF'd. Um, but this kind of benefited, he benefited from uh, this next guy, moving down a couple spots. Yeah, Jeremy Schultz, he moves down two spots. Yep, I think he had a DNF at Dodge and then just didn't really have the pace at Plymouth. Um, And I don't really know what else to say beyond that. He just didn't seem like he was kind of on the button all weekend. So he goes down to, I believe, what is that, sixth? Yes. So in the seventh, eighth, and ninth position are Mm -hmm. Mike Ranke, Sean Rahal, and Russell Borland. They... They didn't move whatsoever. Nope. Mike, um, he didn't show up on Friday, but then got fifth on Saturday. So I was like, okay, I don't really know what to do with you. And then Sean just had kind of a solid weekend overall. Uh, B-Main win. Um, just kind of was not really there in qualifying either of the nights uh, for either mechanical reasons or on Saturday he was running a 360 motor. Um, so he stays in his spot in eighth. Um, and then Russell Borland, 
I believe he got a top 10 on Friday after having to drive back through the field um, after having some kind of issue. Um, and then on Saturday, I believe, also had something pretty close to a top 10 as well. So, again, I just didn't really know what to do with <laughs> all three of them because it was kind of mixed, kind of a mixed bag of results there. But I didn't really find a reason to move either of them up or down. So they stay where they're at. And Scott Beertzer makes his debut on the power rankings in 10th. Yep. Uh, f- uh, well, second place on Saturday and then also had a top 10 on Friday. So I think this is fully deserved. Um, you know, I was tempted to actually move him in last week because he had a he had a uh, really good run at Beaver Dam. Uh, but, you know, you, it's really hard to move Scotty Thiel out of the rankings. However, for the first time this season, um, I believe Scotty Thiel moves out of the uh, IRA power rankings. So, you know, and it's three really bad nights in a row yeah for either reasons of his own or out of his control so you know that's too bad but you know hopefully we can see scotty back in a 410 sometime this season or you know who knows maybe a 360 maybe he'll come rent that 39s car from us one of these nights although we'll have one somebody coming in to rent that 39s a little bit later this season so that's it'll be kind of exciting to talk about here but i think that's i think that should do it is that that's the first episode of season two Woohoo! Wrapped up. Woo! That was so enthusiastic, Will. Woohoo! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you all so much for watching uh, and listening. I said watching, but yes, some people did watch. Um, but what did you say? It was like two hundred. What was it? Two hundred fifty-nine. Two hundred fifty-six views. Total. Heck yeah. That's so cool. I think a lot of people just kind of tuned in for a little bit and left, but yeah, well, that's cool. Maybe stick around next time, people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we have lots of great things to talk about. Come on, yeah, we're gonna, you know, next week uh, we'll have Trevor Frank in studio, which will be really, really cool. Hopefully, um, he doesn't make us a double explicit podcast. You're, oh god, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but yeah, huge thank you to Sage Fruit um, for coming on, being a title sponsor uh, this season. Um, an exceptional eating experience if there ever was one uh, you know we're gonna have some really cool things from like I said from kick-ass beef jerky liquid nitro energy drink um, uh, to give away here a little bit later on this season thank you so much to all of our new sponsors and all the sponsors that came back especially Gasroots Project because we didn't even have their segment this week but we will for sure have that next week uh, when we talk to Trevor Frank um, and just kind of a fun fact there he's wrapping up rookie of the year this week which yeah. will be really really cool um, at Plymouth Third Track. So, um, yeah, thank you all for listening. Share this with your friends. Give us a rating on Apple Podcast or Google Podcast or Spotify. And yeah, yeah. I mean that rating. That rating. You know, it's a thing that I just kind of joke about, but it does genuinely help us out with you know the the podcast platforms promoting us and stuff like that. So. The more you guys rate it, the more the platform actually thinks it's a really good podcast. So the more that they uh, they push it a little bit more that way too. So um, yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Keep it flat out. Talk to you next week.